1: Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. Welcome to Chicago's Black Business Network. We're changing the way that Chicago connects to the world. Isn't it time to expose your business to a wider network? We offer social media, marketing, commercials, and more. Call us at 773-609-2226 for more information. That's 773 609 22 26 we look forward to connecting you to the world chicago's black business radio network all black all news all you
0: school choice choice allows parents to select the best educational fit for their children almentia academy is a year-round premier pre-k through 12 online school with a fully accredited stem curriculum almentia academy has more than 250 courses including programs for homeschooling, college readiness, and online tutoring. Want the convenience and flexibility of educating your children at home? Then visit us today at almentiaacademy.com, where the learning never stops. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. All black, all news, all you. We're changing the way Chicago communicates with the world. CBBN Business Journals, weekdays at 11 a.m. CST. The Tough Questions, weekdays at noon. To listen now, visit Chicago's Black Business Radio Network.com. Sonia Cassandra Perdue, Executive Producer.
1: Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you.
0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you for joining us this morning. This is Dr. Davida Francois, the Core Moxie Show, on our segment of where our conversations matter. And today, do I have a treat for you? Once again, as some of you know, I just returned from Barbados, and I just could not help but to think to start this day off with a conversation with someone who is a legacy builder who has been around a long time. And frankly, she's one of my heroes. Um, I spent 17 years in the travel and tourism industry, and there's only one person that that i looked forward to watching to kind of give me some guidelines on uh, the directions that I would take in the travel and tourism industry. And so today this show is about legacy building of black businesses, staying relevant, and contingency planning. So with that said, I'd like to introduce you to Ms Eleanor Chapman, and I'll give you her brief bio. I wanted to keep it as short as possible because she has so much to say, but Ms Chapman she's a pioneer Good morning. In the world of, she's she's a pioneer in the world of the international travel uh, travel international travel uh, industry, and she's the founder of Africa Travel Advisors. Ms Chapman was a public school teacher. And in understanding the quality of education, she knew there was nothing more valuable in the lesson than the experience itself or even the exposure of experience. Even as a formal educator, she surrounded herself with as many smart people or otherwise referred to as those with mother wit, some with academic PhDs and some with some holding PhDs and just life experience. They were her selected consultants in helping her to understand how to cult- how to cultivate her clientele and remain relevant. Her desire was to open to open black people to our existence around the world, particularly mm-hmm. as African Americans, as our history did not begin with slavery. also to introduce the world to the people who have survived such an atrocity. And are still major contributors to the world around us. She says that travel allowed for the miracle of our existence here and abroad to be shared firsthand. So the true educator and, and in the travel industry, well, the travel industry um, she, took, she used the travel industry to take education to another level. This, this was to educate both black people and the broader society of our amazing global existence. In 1976, her business became formally approved by the Air Traffic Conference of America, one of the very few, and she opened Mahogany Travel Services. Later, Mahogany was sold in 1991 to Johnson's Publishing, where she remained true to her first love and maintained her core mission through and under the name of Africa Travel Advisors. After nearly 45 years in the industry as a provider and educator, she is, she is often referred to as the queen of the black travel movement. To know Miss Eleanor Chapman is to know how legacies are built and sustained. It is my pleasure to welcome Miss Eleanor Chapman to our Core Moxie show where our conversations matter, and we keep it Moxie 100. Good morning, Ms. Chapman. Good morning,
1: and thank you. You made me feel so great and important <laughs> with that introduction. I appreciate that. Thank you.
0: Well, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, I know we've been missing each other, and, of course, you've been traveling quite, quite a bit, <laughs> so, um, but that's to be expected. Um, but true. we wanted to make sure that we had you on today, and um, as I said, you you were one of my heroes, and I followed you for, for years long before social media. I and, know. Um, Thank you again. <laughs> so um, my first question, unless you have something else that you'd like to contribute before I even get started.
1: No, you've been great. Thank you.
0: Okay. Well, I know you're the one to watch. So my first question is, tell us how you started out building your business.
1: How I actually started building it? Actually, one step at a time. I had to to learn the business, first of all, and to know what I was talking about. I went to certain organizations, and I would give presentations on travel and black travel, and universities and schools and churches, whoever would listen to me and had some interest in uh, the black diaspora, um, I reached out for them and they returned. Does that answer your question for a week?
0: Yes. Um, thinking about um, the legacy building, you started out – not only just building a business, but you were building a business as a black woman. And when you started out, were you thinking in terms of this will be my, my legacy? Were you even thinking like that?
1: Well, I had to think that way because I was dealing with the black diaspora and I wanted this to be something that would grow and continue. So I had to think of it as something that would would stay over the years and grow. So, I had to uh, think of something that would remain. And that's what okay. I was trying to do. Oh,
0: And I, I often wonder if, um, in this day and time, do people think like that when they're starting out with businesses? Oh, I hear your phone no. ringing in the background. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, someone's going to answer. It. No, not at all. Um, okay. Keep, keep that question keep my mind with
0: to the telephone. No, I was just asking if uh, if you thought that in this day and age people even thought about uh, whether they, when they're building business or starting businesses, were they're thinking in terms of what sort of legacy well, will this, uh, will I be able to leave with this business or build? I
1: think I think it is. For so the last, I would say less than 10 years, you've had some young blacks that have come up and want to continue the black the travel, in dice, black diaspora. We have groups uh, uh, going to Africa and other places, black and abroad. We have uh, professional groups of black travel, so uh, people of color. So it is going on. It is developing to a legacy type thing. And I'm very glad to see these young people, younger people doing that. Because when I came alone. No one wanted to mention Africa, let alone traveling there or any place black other than the Caribbean.
0: Hmm. Okay. Um, What was it like building this business as a black woman at that time? Oh, my gosh.
1: Well, I'll tell you a couple things that happened. First of all, I needed some money. I went to a black-owned bank. And made the application. Before I returned home, the president of the bank, the president of the bank, called my then husband and told, asked him if he knew that I had come to, to borrow some money. Uh, <laughs> yes. One so thing, After I was able to get some money, after I had spoken to the banker in a nice tone, I had to get my license. At the time, I had to go to the police station. And the policeman asked me, black policeman again, does your husband know what you're doing? Oh, I can go. (laughs) One gentleman came in, and these all happened to be black males, which is unfortunate. Uh, He came in, he looked at me, and he said, is this really your business or someone else's? So I had to jump a few hurdles. Can you believe Uh, that?
0: Well, yes, I can. (laughs) <laughs> Unfortunately, not a whole lot's changed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah.
1: So, I did have some hurdles, and then a friend of mine told me it wasn't always. It didn't jump overnight into a big business. And I said, I know all these people have been going to all these meetings and uh, professional groups and everything. He said, Eleanor, those people are waiting until you do well before they come to you, they are interested in building your business. They're interested in saying, I go there, and and to a certain extent, she was correct.
0: You know, I hate to hear that, but I've heard that several times um, Mm -hmm. in my own experiences, and I didn't want to believe it, but you've just confirmed it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
1: I don't know, but I think it's gotten better. I really do. Because people are uh, are more aware of it blackness, their history, and uh, just traveling alone will help people. I call travel the university of the other world. And the more people travel, they become broader in many areas of life. It was so important. I, th- I think it's gotten better because we're traveling more. When I first started, the only place people were going was to the Caribbean. In the wrong, that's another thing. in the wrong time of year. And mm-hmm. the goal was in life to go to Paris or London, no place else. So it's mm-hmm. been an interesting journey because now we have wow. month-to-month groups, uh, almost weekly groups going to Africa or the black diaspora locations.
0: Wow. Well, I, yeah. I can remember back in, in my day, um, blacks only went to, well, let's put it like this. Many of us only went to Las Vegas, and um, I refused to, to do anything that was Las Vegas related after having gone to a, a job interview at one time. And uh, I looked around the office, and I'll, I'll make this quick. I looked around the office, and there were... Um, You know, just kind of glancing as I'm going through the interview and the white woman who was interviewing me, I guess she noticed uh, me looking around the office. And and she goes, oh, we have have tokens from a little bit of everywhere here. And she said, we have a few blacks here because black people like to go uh, to Las Vegas at the first of the month because that's when they get all their welfare checks. This is what the woman said to me during an interview. Oh, my God. And for that reason, I wouldn't even have a discussion with black people about about Las Vegas. I said if they only knew what you know what they think about us. I said they wouldn't go to Las Vegas. You know, I did a paper. Go ahead. No, I did a
1: paper uh, concerning the movement of black travelers. The first destination is going back home, because most of us have come from the south. After Uh they visit home, they go to Las Vegas after Las Vegas, hmm. then they'll go to the Caribbean. Now they're doing pretty well now. And they may take a cruise. After that cruise okay. to Hawaii. And so it goes on so I have the Africans at the very bottom I remind them. Africa to the European is like the Caribbean to the American.
0: You know, uh-huh. it's a beautiful uh-huh. destination.
1: Uh-huh. And they should right. enjoy this as well.
0: Right. hmm Well, yeah, that's. Uh, <clears throat> I know but you had mentioned it's gotten better. Yeah, you, you had mentioned uh, how difficult it, it was to to get some you know African Americans to travel, you know, to any of the other um, the other destinations. But I'm looking at I'm looking at you know traveling to destinations outside of the the U.S. or the Caribbean. Uh, but I'm looking at some of the the. Groups that are on social media, on Facebook, and and people are a lot of people are traveling by themselves. And I'm wondering if it's because they did not find an Africa travel advisor where they could find groups of like minds who were interested in, in going to other places. And I'm wondering if that is the reason that so many of us travel alone now.
1: That's one of the reasons. Uh, Another reason is with the computer. Now, you can go online and get airfares, uh, but it's tricky getting uh, land accommodations. The people who come to us are people who want a well-planned tour going to a destination. So you're still going to have those people who have bed and breakfast type that will go on their own. But if you want to know a really quality tour where it's educational and fun, you should come to us or someone like us. That's African mm-hmm. Travel Advisors.
0: And a lot of your your businesses repeat business, I'm sure, because they know the quality of, of your work.
1: Yes, we're working on third generations. So everyone knows my age now, but we've been in the business for uh, over 40 years, and we are on third generations. It's great to see that.
0: I welcome them. Wow. If okay. you're listening to the Core Moxie Show, Dr. Davida Francois on Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, you can visit us at dot com to listen at any time and feel free to comment online. Also, um, if you have any questions, please leave your questions or comments online and we'll be sure to get back to you. And today, we are interviewing Ms. Eleanor Chapman, the founder of Africa Travel Advisors, and we're talking about building legacies, black businesses, building legacies, staying relevant, and contingency planning. And so, back to our interview, Ms. Chapman. So, uh, yes. tell us a little bit more, a little bit more about um, what it's, it's going from uh, making a transition from teaching. Into uh, the the travel industry? Right. I had a double major
1: in college physical education and history. And history's always been my love. And so I was studying and learning about, and I did some grad work uh, in Chicago on uh, urban studies, which is black studies. The more I studied, the more I wanted to learn about my people or people in general. So when I was able to get in a position to go to Africa, I went to this travel agency at the time. I think there was one lady that I knew who was working for uh, of color, working at a travel agency. I went there and I told them I wanted to go to Africa. Everyone was very excited. They said, we're going to be going on safari. I said, no, I'm not going on safari. Well, why are you going to Africa? I went to about three different places. They had never sent anyone to West Africa. And I mean, the downtown, Thomas Cook was all, Everyone's doing safari, safari, safari. So I had to make my own arrangements to go to Ghana at the time. I wanted to go there. And I took it to the agent, and then they made the actual reservations. And I said, this is a shame. And um, they asked me at that time, would you like to be a, go and travel? I said, no, I don't know. And they said, but you've traveled. I said, okay. And so I went in stamping brochures for them, putting them on the rack. And, but I still continue to encourage people to go to Africa. And more time I spent there. I said, well, I'm helping these other people. Why do not I do it myself? And that's what happened. Because no one was sending anyone to black Africa, per se, other than, uh, of course, Kenya is black, but they were going to see the animals, not the people. But it has that, changed now. Mm-hmm.
0: That was my experience, too, in that industry, which is, again, why I always kind of watched what you did, because uh, every place that I worked, there, there was just, I did all sorts of uh, academic tours, and, and, but they did not talk about visiting the people of Africa. And, you mm-hmm. know, I put together student uh, Students study abroad programs and things like that, but they did not really talk about the people of Africa. And mm-hmm. even seeing that, that you have done things in Australia and, and you know, Papua New Guinea and all these different other, other places in South America. Uh, oh, yes. It's, you know, it's just, so it's, educa- just was amazing. so educational. It's so yes.
1: educational because we all think, many of us think that Africans only live in Africa. When they're the Mm -hmm. black diaspora, we've gone, of course, Europe, Asia, uh, Caribbean, South and Central America, and we've gone to actual black towns in these areas that you never think of. For instance, Veracruz, Mexico is a black town. There are many black towns in that area. You never think of Afro-Mexicans. So I say it's very exciting and very educational.
0: Mm -hmm afro mexicans and and no one talks about that
1: mm-hmm. i
0: I've never even heard Mexicans talk about that afro <laughs> <No,
1: it's> like <laughs> Veracruz that's one of their secrets but the, um mexican um museum I can't remember the exact name in Chicago did have a exhibit a few years back um, oh yeah, African presence in mexico, but you still you didn't you thought that was just a little thing but a lot. And they were there hundreds of years before we, the, uh, the English and other Europeans came to North America. They were in South and Central America. And we visited those people, and we learned from them. And they, we teach us as a shared experience going to Even in Peru, we visited black towns. And uh, they had said they had heard of us as we had heard of them. And we have opportunities where we can share and learn from each other.
0: Well, I, um actually I had some friends from uh Qatar Arabia back in the seventies. You know, they were from mm-hmm. the Doha area and they taught mm-hmm. me to speak conversational Arabic. I did oh. I did not know that black people lived and first of all I'd never heard of Qatar. And that was okay. you know, back then long before, you know, Qatar is what it is today. And so but Where were uh, there last I didn't, Where were they last month go on. Really? Yeah, we went to Kenya last
1: month, and we went via Qatar, and had the layover there coming in back. And it was just a wonderful, oh, all the money, and the wealth, and very friendly. Because exactly. I found that much, much nicer. I'm gonna say nicer, much more inviting than Dubai. Uh, oh, yeah, more in, laid In back, fact, I, more
0: late. I I remember at that time, uh, one of my friends from Qatar. He, you know, I I said I, I didn't know that there were black people. In Arabia, he said, "Well, in my country, <laughs> about eighty-five, eighty-five percent of us are black." I'm like, "Are you kidding?" So it was just unbelievable. And you're right; I mean, just money, just money for days. That's you know? yeah. so, but but That's uh, why I like but the they're lying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 you know unfortunately you know i i lost the the like the amount of arabic that i learned back then i lost it because yeah. i allowed a, um actually a, a white woman that i worked with i allowed her to tell me um that well you know they don't they only like blonde, blonde hair and blue eyes she told me that to my face because <laughs> i was ap- applying to work you know for one of the airlines over there at that time, mm-hmm. and and uh, mm-hmm. you know, even though I spoke Arabic and and all of that, she she reminded me and she told me, "Well, you know, they only like blonde hair and blue eyes," and and I let that discourage me. Well,
1: to a certain extent, she's correct. I'm gonna say they are all because many places where mm-hmm. we're colonized, like in America, white yes. is right. And that people think if they have someone, a blind and blue eyes is better. It's, you know, so there, I mean, right here, our, our African Americans still feel that way mm-hmm. in many regards. But so we should not right. get the right thing. We should not let that turn us away. but just know that could be a reality. Then go above it.
0: Yeah. Well, that was my fault. Well, I was young then too. You know, I oh, yeah. I should have c- continued on with it, you know, because b- blonde, blonde hair and blue eyes didn't speak Arabic. <laughs> <laughs> it's a learning experience. It's a learning experience.
1: But what an experience so, you had at such a young age, as you said. No people not many people in this day have heard of the country. Let alone. How many years ago was that?
0: That was in 78, Mm, 79,
1: uh yeah, Mm
0: -hmm, Yeah, mm -hmm. late 70s. (laughs) And
1: those countries were just coming into uh, focus. Then they were letting the world know how much oil they had, how wealthy they are. Uh, Yes. But it's still (laughs) not known enough. It's still a great destination. Uh, Yeah. And then from there we went over to uh, Kenya. And we do combinations of uh, Zanzibar and with South Africa. And uh, we do South Africa. We do the diaspora, African diaspora. of course, we do that also in South and Central America and in Europe. That's why we okay. call ourselves the Black Diaspora Travel Agency.
0: Well, I think uh, part of your legacy is that, you know, there's still a lot of us out here that rather go with the group and we're looking for the experience of learning from someone who can, we don't just land in a place with someone who can actually tell us about where we are, you know, how we got here. and, and, And I think that's part of the legacy that still exists with Africa travel advisors, even though I, you know, I belong to a number of these different travel groups, but, if you're not of of that mindset you you still need to, you need to be with a group that a group of people who are of like minds and want to have the same experience exactly you know, and exactly so now you gotta tell us about your contingency planning since so it's been uh almost forty five years
1: yes, just about well, I am in the process of uh Sharing what I have learned and picked up over the years with a younger group of uh, ladies. Of course, that does not mean gentlemen are not out to continue this what we've done. Because now there are more countries that, like Qatar, that available. I'm working with my son um, and other people. I want him to be a part of it because black businesses do not have legacy business per se. They have it, and then it stops and I don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so I right. continue to be planning. I have to smile. And say, if, if That's the only way you can plan and travel. You have to consider the weather, the destination. It sounds funny, the weather destination time of year, what's going on. <laughs> so if you don't, you'll be in big trouble. You don't plan to go uh, someplace in, during the hurricane season. So you have to know that, or the monsoon. It sounds right. like these are things so, you really have to consider. I mean, it's
0: a month. All right, so tell us if you would uh, tell us how we can reach you with your uh, number and email address. All right, <clears throat> telephone number is
1: 773 374 4199. Can I repeat that? 773 374 4199. Our email is travel, T-R-A-V-E-L, 4199 at comcast.net. I'll repeat that also, travel, T-R-A-V-E-L,
0: 4199 at net. Thank you. Thank you. And you've been listening Thank to you. the Cora Show with Dr. Davida Francois. We're here every other Monday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. And today we had Ms. Eleanor Chapman, the founder of African Travel Advisors, and we talked about building legacies through Black businesses. And thank you for being with us. And hopefully you'll listen in, you'll comment, and uh, reach out to us, and we'll be happy to return your calls. And here, Today we're keeping it MOXIE 100.